This is the Manly Sports Podcast. If you had to select a fantasy team to play in the Super Bowl, but could only choose from fictional football movie characters, how would you build your roster? In today's episode, we are going to develop our dream teams for the big game by selecting players from your favorite football movies. This one should be fun. But before we get to that, we're going to bring our first guest on this podcast to give us the latest on the New York Knicks and the New York Giants. If you enjoy this podcast, be sure to give us a review on iTunes or any of the other platforms where you listen. If you'd like to support us financially as we aim to grow this podcast and improve our distribution, head over to our Anchor podcast page, Manly Sports. We truly appreciate your support. Now let's get on with the show. What's up, guys? Welcome to the show. I am here with Ryan and... We're actually going to bring on our first guest today, so we'd like to welcome Tom Morales to the show. Tom, why don't you say what's up? Round of applause, round of applause. Thank you for being here, Tom. (laughs) So Tom's here to discuss a few things with us, but we wanted to bring him on because he's actually a Knicks fan, uh, diehard. Yeah, we're Nets fans, so we're not too (sighs) thrilled with that. But uh, today is a very big day for Knicks fans, and really... It's a very sad day. Oh, my God. Yeah, we got to talk about it. I know we don't want to, but Christoph Zingis is off to the Dallas Mavericks. He's gone. The man, the myth, the legend, the Latvian missile, the unicorn is gone. Goodbye. I'm sorry, Tom. I'm really sorry. Thank you. Very, very appreciative. <laughs> so we uh, had some dramatic music there for you, Tom. Tom, how does it feel? Awful. I really just wanted to puke. Um, very sad day. At first, I thought um, the Latvian missile, like Ryan said, is my baby, my one and only hit savior, and they just got rid of him on me. I don't know, for Dennis Smith Jr., I don't get it. I just don't get it. Yeah, look, man, I got to be honest. You know, uh, I-, I was really confused when I first heard heard the news about him leaving and, and them trading him because I thought he was their future. I thought he was their their piece and uh, to, to build around. And now that they've got these contracts, you know, I don't even know if they're going to keep them. DeAndre Jordan might just get reach a player buyout. And uh, they're looking like a full rebuild. And, and I just want to know what you, what you think about a full rebuild at this point. So, uh, Yeah, like at first, I, like I said, I was just devastated and it didn't make any sense. Like he said, I want to get traded and then they trade him in like 10 minutes like it was 2K. <laughs> and so, like, the more I think, and in the perfect scenario, it all works out. We get Zion, and then we get KD, and then we get Kyrie. See, that would be perfect, and that would happen only in 2K. But it's the Knicks, so they're going to get, like, the fifth pick. They're going to sign, like, DeMarcus Cousins to a full contract, and then they're just going to be the worst franchise for the next 20 years. <laughs> yeah, so it's a lot of... A lot of like what ifs. That sounds like so. Like you know, if they're they're essentially banking on getting these big name guys with the new cap space, right? Yeah, that's what they did back in 2010 for LeBron, and then the they failed on that, and they got Amari's, and then they tried to make it work with Melo, and they were going to get Durant when he went to the Warriors, and now they're going to get him again. It just keeps on <laughs> coming and coming, and they get nobody. Tim Hardaway Jr. I mean, thank God he's gone, but. That's so the, it sounds that's like the Knicks, Noah. It sounds like the Knicks don't really have a solid plan. I mean, it sounds like they they think they know what they're doing, and then they get rid of you know a youth movement for you know who knows what. Um, 
you know, I, I don't know. I, I'm not too pervy on the Knicks, but from what I hear, they're they're in kind of disarray. They're awful. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I'm not a Knicks fan. Obviously, I'm a Nets fan, but uh, you know, I, I really believe the Knicks have to have have had to had a plan with this whole thing. I think uh, a lot of stuff wasn't leaked to the media yet. Um, I think we'll start to hear it more and more. I think the Knicks definitely had to have had a plan. I mean, as a Knicks fan, that's all I'm hoping for is that there's a plan. And um, I think that, you know, the Knicks had, had to have shopped Porzingis around the league without making this move. You know, I think I think uh, that's what I'd be hopeful for as a Knicks fan to see, uh, you know, what would have came from that. So so what do you think? Yeah, I believe that they have a plan. And the plan is simple, that they got to have to tank for Zion, probably get rid of Matthews and Jordan so they can't win any games. And then they, I guess in their mind, they think they can sign Durant. But I, I just don't know how, why he would leave the Warriors, who probably are going to win it again, to come to the Knicks, who just traded their best player away. It just makes no sense. So, I mean, that's their plan, but will it actually happen? Nope. Well, like, I guess a lot of people want to know is why don't people want to come to play in New York? Like, New York's the biggest market. Why can't New York teams put together a solid team? Everybody says Dolan and that idiot who just loves playing music in the garden. He doesn't even care about the Knicks. He's been on, like, a tour with, like, a band all year long. I, it's the owner that nobody wants to come when Phil Jackson called LeBron's crew a posse that set him off the wrong way. I don't understand. Everyone loves coming to the New York and dropping 60 on their heads. But, I mean, <laughs> like if Harden just wants to come here for 40 games, he'll put up 60 points a game. It just, I don't understand. Good point. Right. So it's basically, it's everyone's favorite place to play because they dominate the Knicks, not in a good way. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, well, we're over here being a little bit excited about our, our Nets franchise starting to, to come back to relevance from the dead, but it seems like the Knicks are just burying themselves deeper. Um, yeah, it's 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 not good, and we have a lot. I mean, it's the NBA trade deadline's about to start, um, or it's coming soon. I mean, and you know, I'm sure a lot of other moves are going to happen, but uh, you know, this was obviously a big one, and I kept seeing like all of Twitter was kind of freaking out over. Um, over this trade today so yeah you know it sucks to see him go you know he's a young uh great talent in new york uh no matter what sport you like uh whatever what team you like no matter what sport you like he was a gonna be a future new york icon for for any team you like and it you know you never know next week the trade deadline is over so you never know i don't know if the knicks will make any more moves but um uh, you got to be hopeful that's all you could be as a new york sports fan uh, you got to be able to be hopeful and and hope that something good yeah. happens. You know? I mean, it's kind of like if you know if we're talking about like you know the Jets, like you know we love Sam Darnold, right? But in a couple of years, imagine getting rid of him if the team's not good. I'm saying that's kind of what it's like for the for the Knicks right now. You're getting rid of a young talent with upside. Um, but anyway, uh, Tom, next we want to just quickly talk about some some of the All Star snubs of the year. So obviously that was announced and. You know, who who are the biggest snubs this year? Uh, I think Luka Doncic has to be the one. I know he's a rookie, and him starting is, like, wild. But the man is putting up, like, 25 and 5. And, like, these numbers at 19 haven't been put up since, like, LeBron-esque. And it's like the game, I like every All-Star game, like the Pro Bowl. It's all about the fans at this point. Like, just put the kid in. Like, that's a show. Um, I don't know why Lamarcus Aldridge keeps making it. He just 
plays like it's 1955. Uh, I mean, so like Rudy Gobert would be another one for me. Uh, I'd probably say D'Angelo Russell got snubbed, but might sneak his way in there. Like he's the best player on like the six seed. Jimmy Butler doesn't play enough right now, and he's the second best player on third on that team. And D'Lo's been killing it for the Nets, so it's wild as that is that he's now going to be an All Star. I think he got snubbed. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree that he got snubbed. Um, he's just had a great year. You know, he's averaging nineteen and a half a game. Uh, I believe five assists around that area. And and if you watch the Nets game by game, you know. Uh, that they'd really be nowhere close to the playoffs without him. He's really had a big breakout year. Um, personally, I don't know if I would ever have seen this coming from him, honestly. I wasn't the biggest D'Angelo Russell fan, but uh, seeing his progression throughout the year, you know, how can you not? Uh, how can you deny the guy an all-star appearance? Um, just just from what he's done from his production standpoint, he's he's been a leader. He's averaging great numbers. It's just basically my, my biased opinion. I think uh, he, should, he should be in. Uh, one follow-up question I have for you, Tom. Um, just some stuff I saw on Twitter. Do you believe that the Golden State Warriors starting five could beat the Eastern Conference starting five, which would include Kemba Walker, Kyrie Irving, Giannis, yes. Kawhi, and Joel Embiid? So you do believe so? Yes. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Oh, only for a couple reasons. Because you know, like in a pickup game, like if you just go play pickup at the park, even if you have the five best players, you got to feel each other out takes a little while but this team's been playing together for how long you know and they just know each other and they're the perfect complement now obviously would it shock me if the eastern all-star lineup beat the warriors no but i would say that based on just all that that they would they would lose Uh, yeah, yeah. So while we have you on, Tom, um, you know, you're a diehard Giants fan as well. So, oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> so the Giants last year took Saquon Barkley over uh, a very, very good quarterback class. Did you feel like that was the right move? Um, at the time, I wanted Sam Darnold and because over Baker, like even at the time, which at this point probably is wrong. But even then, they're both awesome. But after the year that they put up, I don't even care if Sam Darnold was there. They were going to stink. So, And after watching what Saquon did, I can't. He's so fun to watch. So I, I don't regret the pick because they're going to stink again this year and hopefully tank for Tua. But I right now the state of the Giants is weird because Eli is so washed up at the point where he just needs to take a pay cut or get out of here because I'm getting – more money than Tom Brady is just wild. Like they, they were not going to succeed when they're giving like thirty million dollars to Eli Manning at quarterback when they can't even block. So you, like, so you're not on that the Eli team because I still see like half the Giants fans are still pulling for Eli to come back. Oh, I love Eli. I, I mean, he can come back at the right cost. So like at seven, eight, like ten million dollar deal, sure you can come back, but you shouldn't get paid like you're the top class like he has been getting paid i'm for him coming back and competing with maybe like signing bridgewater or i guess if they want to take fat face dwayne haskins like i don't even know but i, I yeah, i'm here for that it's not a strong quarterback class this year do you feel like the giants should take a quarterback in the first round or should 
you know, what what else would they address if they didn't do that? Uh, I'm I don't think they should because again, the top guy coming into the year was Herbert. He's coming back, and Dwayne Haskins wasn't even mentioned in all this, and then now all of a sudden is being talked about getting traded up to even like as high as three to the Jets swapping up, you know, for someone to take him. I don't think he's that legit. Like he's no one like Darnold or Baker last year where you have to go get this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Regardless, I get what you're saying, Tom Haskins, Haskins flew up the board because there really wasn't a lot of talent at the position. So I wouldn't be too excited about taking him, even if he ends up being pretty good. Initially, I, I'd probably be a little hesitant because uh, these quarterbacks get, you know, overrated, you know, just because of the position um, when they're really not even like a top 25 pick. Um, oh, yeah. So, I'd ra- Yeah, I agree. I'd rather be the team that says, you know, what, I'll just wait and not be the team to strike out. I'll let it see. If he turns out to be pretty decent, fine. If not, I don't want to take that risk. Right, right. No, I hear you. Um, so Giants need to address defense. Um, do you think they'll go after any big name free agents? Uh, do they even have the money to do it? Uh, their cap space is pretty crap right now. It's going to be pretty interesting to see what happens because they got a couple big guys they might cut, like Vernon or Jenkins asking them to take pay cuts. Or, you know, Saquon's making a crap load of money. I mean, not Saquon, Odell. Uh, also, Lennon Collins is a free agent. They, they're another two to three years away. All, all of the New York teams stink right now besides the Yankees. Yeah, it's not I mean, a great it, time to be a New York fan. But I, well, we and Ryan in our first episode, we talked about how at least there's a little bit of optimism with like some youth. Do you feel like that's the that's something to oh. hold on to at least? Yeah, it's it's hold on to to watch as a fan because as much as they stunk, I watched every single snap because of Saquon Barkley and Odell until they got hurt. Like they just can put on a show and keep you in a game no matter what. But I mean, there's definitely optimism with the Giants and the Jets because the Jets probably found their quarterback for hopefully the next 10 years. And the Giants found every skill position player besides a quarterback for the next 10 years. So there's some optimism and hopefully, hopefully they can find a new QB. Yeah. I think Tom makes a good point about watching um, every single game, even though they Jets and the Giants are both not good. I think uh, I watched a ton, every single jet game because, um, you know, I just was so excited about having a franchise quarterback potentially. And, and with Saquon, like I was tuned into Giants games also because he just had that big, big playability. And uh, it's fun to see the future in New York, even though the, the record wasn't great. I think it's it's nice to see. Yeah, well, the quarterback's the hardest thing to get. That's the reason I think I was so surprised the Giants passed up on one. But I get Saquon's a heck of a talent. I think it's just for so many years, the Jets have struggled to find one. And I think the Giants maybe are forgetting how hard it is to find one because they've had Eli. Um, you think there's any truth to that, Tom, or you think Saquon uh, oh, was just so? Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with your point where like the quarterback, uh, even if it's like a little bit of a reach at the pick, or you have to give up a lot to trade for. If he's your guy, he's your guy, and if you're gonna pass up on him, he better hit. And the one thing that they have going for him is that Saquon like led the whole NFL in scrimmage yards, had like 15 touchdowns, and was an absolute freak on a team that just was awful now was that just going to happen for 10 years like Barry Sanders style or is they going to are they going to be able to build around him is the question but 
I, I do think that you need to find the QB, and if you're going to pass up, he better be an absolute stud. Yeah, no, Tom, that makes sense. That makes sense. I mean, at least Saquon was, was you know, living up to the hype. Otherwise, you guys would feel awful. But, um, but anyway, speaking of, like, fantasy-type numbers, uh, we got the Super Bowl coming this Sunday, and we did a Super Bowl segment on Wednesday, but uh, we did want to do kind of an interesting segment. So Ryan came up with this idea, but – uh, essentially, we want to pick a team for the Super Bowl, like our ideal team for the Super Bowl, but we can only choose guys that were fictional movie characters that played football in movies. So, you know, movies like The Longest Yard, Any Given Sunday, uh, The Water Boy. So, you know, we're going to each pick players for offense and a little bit of defense and a coach uh, who we think would be best in a Super Bowl, but from movies. So we're going to go ahead and do that. Uh, so we're going to start with you, Tom. So if you had your ideal quarterback from a movie, who is it going to be? Matt Saracen, hands down. Great pick. Great pick. Um, maybe not all the talent in the world, like J.D. Uh, McCoy, <laughs> but he's just a winner. I mean, the kid will do whatever it takes, and he's got to be the kid to leave my team. Okay, Matt Saracen. Uh, yeah, he's a small guy. He's not someone I probably would have picked, but he's going to have hey, the hey, heart. Hey, hey. <laughs> can't lose. I mean, man. this he's is kidding. the Super Bowl. This is the Super Bowl they're playing against. Look, so. he's a state champ. He's one for two in the Texas <laughs> State you. Championship. He's um, playing wide out if the, he needs to. Yeah, guy, guy is all about the team, Bring, brings a lot of heart to it, and and he's not afraid to shy away from the big game. I, I, I like a lot. I like that pick at number one. Um, no knock on that pick. So, so who are you going to take, Ryan? It's just a drip. Like, I, I could pick any position, right? Any quarterback. Quarterback. Quarterback only from any movie. All right. All right. All right. Ah, man, this is tough. But I've been in my draft board, and, and I'm going to go with Paul Crew from Longest Yard. Uh, I'll be totally honest with you. It came out to him and Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> uh, just because he threw a football over the mountains. Uh, that was one thing I was looking at. But Paul Crew, you know. Uh, he, he's tough. He, he's been in jail before. Uh, you know, he was a pro. He was a pro. I know, I know, but I think he's past that. And I think we saw that in, in the film I looked at um, when the warden asked him to throw the game and, and he went on with it and just said, no, I'm going to win. And uh, I think he's a winner, even though, you know, he was a cheater in the past. I'm gonna willing to look look the other way for that one and, and go with Paul Crew, number 18, uh, for my, my first round pick. All right. I, I like the pick. I think he proved himself to be not a cheater anymore um, when he chose a life in prison over uh, throwing the game. So, um, so uh, I'm up now. So I'm actually going to go with uh, maybe a, a lesser known name, um, but I'm going with Willie Beeman from any given Sunday. Yeah. So he, he, you know, he's known for being athletic and cocky, kind of like a Cam Newton, you know, dual threat type thing. So, you know, I feel like just one look into your eyes and that guy is going to increase your Madden skill by 10 points. Um, so, you know, he rocks the do-rag. He knows how to party. Um, and, again, he, he can win on the big stage and motivate your team. He's a stud, so, that guy. That's a good pick. That's a good yeah, pick. he's a stud. The guy, the guy can play. Um, so, uh, next we're going to pick our running backs. Yeah, so, Tom, you, you go ahead and start us off with the running backs. We're, we're going to do a uh, – not a snake. We're going to do a uh, – Oh, we're not going snake. Oh, this this probably is the toughest position to pick. There's yeah, just too many. And 
going with my heart, I would have said Tim Riggins to lead <laughs> with Matt Saracen or Smash Williams just because of chemistry. But, I mean, it's back to Saquon and just guy can do anything. I'm going to take Earl Meggett. Oh, Y'all got a running back? <laughs> wow. And that will be my running back. Yeah, that's a solid That's a solid choice. I mean, look, look, Meggett, you know, he, he jukes the heck out of defenders, snaps their ankles. Um, he likes to chew toothpicks, which has to be some sort of, like, advantage. And, uh, you know, he's used to running away from the law, so he has great breakaway speed. <laughs> well, he's, he's a criminal. Let me add, though. <laughs> so is Paul Crew. A big uh, piece to forget is that he's also Nelly. <laughs> so... He's also <laughs> Nelly. Um, that has to have some sort of impact, and I like the pick. I like I like it a lot. Yeah, and and he also likes to read Charles yeah. Dickens in his yeah, he's, spare he's time. He's a scholar. At the library. No, he seems like a good dude. <laughs> yes, good guy for the locker room. I am gonna go with a man who loves the game of football. It's his life, and I don't see any. I, I think Tom missed out on this one. To be honest with you, I, I, I'm going with Booby Miles. I know he's injury prone. I know he's injury prone, but that man can play. I'll take him any day of the week. I'm going to take the risk with the ACL injury I'm in. I'm all in. Do you have his uncle with you <laughs> oh, or yeah, no? Thought, is that a package? I, I thought that was a package that's deal. Like, that's LeVar Ball before <laughs> LeVar package. Ball. I, I was kind of hoping he came with me. Uh, so we're going we're gonna to review the paperwork, but I like that. Well, well, Tom, Tom, it's Booby Miles. And, you know, Booby Miles, he can run. Oh, my God. He can pass, <laughs> and he can catch. <laughs> but we don't play around. <laughs> uh, so that's a good pick. You guys stole both of mine, so <laughs> thanks a lot for that. But uh, I had to move down my draft board. So, uh, But I'm, I'm happy with my decision, and, and it, I'm, I'm taking Tim Riggins. So, uh, you know, Tim Riggins, look, that guy's, that guy's Texas forever right there. He has insanely good hair. He's going to fight for every yard, and every high school player wants to be him in real life. Hey, I, I just want to say one, one thing about uh, Tim Briggins um, that really impressed me is uh, that he uses his hatred for his dad to, to run harder. <laughs> so, <laughs> As, You know what they say, the more you hate your dad, the better football player the you run and the harder you hit. <laughs> so, uh, all right, let's move on. Uh, we're going to go to wide receiver next. Uh, so, Tom, why don't you give us? Your fictional wide receiver. This the, this one has to be the hardest one. Of the, the hardest one you said was running back. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Besides running back. <laughs> I just thought of one, and I don't want to say it. It's between wow. Vince Papali, who I thought was going to be my pick, but now I'm just going for some swag on my team. <laughs> Cheeseburger Eddie. Wow, you're going with like yeah, a tight yeah, end here. Terry Crews. <laughs> I'm going with the nice little Gronk style before his time. Cheeseburger Eddie from Longest Yard. If you need any food, halftime. Tom, do you know his his mantra? Cheeseburger Eddie? <laughs> He's got the shakes that'll make you quake. <laughs> He's got the fries that'll cross your eyes. He's got the burgers that'll... Well, he just got burgers. <laughs> uh, you, know, you know. He's, he's always going to ask you if you want cheese on that, so... Uh, He's a good guy. <laughs> um, Ryan, uh, who are you no going No-brainer with? here. Uh, Deacon Moss, teammate of G- G- uh, Cheeseburger Eddie. Uh, and, you know, he, he basically is Michael Irvin. Um, he beat Adam Sandler one-on-one, which was big. Uh, competitive. Did he cheat? 
Let's not talk about that. I got Paul Crew on my team. That connection is going to be unreal. With Booby Miles in the backfield, I think it completes my offense pretty nicely. That's all I'll say on that topic. Uh, a lot of a lot of big characters on that team. I don't know how they're going to be able to you know, get together. Booby and who's going to get the ball? Only one ball. <laughs> well, you know, uh, I don't know. Deacon Moss was literally a wide receiver for the NFL in real life. So, cough, cough, Michael Irvin. Uh, so, that's a pretty... <laughs> but yeah. Booby. But, but Booby. <laughs> All right. Well, you're up, James. I hear you, Tom. Uh, well, well, I'm going to go with a dark horse, or should I say a dog? I'm going with Air Bud. See, Four legs, guys. It's better than two. Uh, everyone only has two, but but you got Air Bud, the golden retriever, running out there. You know, he's a unit. He pulls the ladies, and he's going to bring a big crowd because everyone wants to know, can a dog really well, play football? I, you just spoiled the movie because, yes, he can play football. <laughs> the answer is yes. Teeth grip a football better than hands. <laughs> so, uh, so I'm taking Air Bud. Uh, you could keep Deacon Moss. Um, so... Next, we're going to go on to uh, a defensive player. So just one defensive player that you would want on your football team. Um, so, Tom, why don't you, you go for it? This is, is going to be tough, and I'm probably going to have to go with the most obvious answer, and Bobby Boucher. Bobby Boucher will tackle your dog. He has no problems doing it. He might give you the ball back, but Bobby Boucher is a unit, and he will tackle every single person on the field. Well, I mean, look, Bobby Boucher literally turned his hatred of Gatorade into athleticism. I mean, he wears the biggest shoulder pads on the team. Um, wears a kicker's helmet. He projects his mortal enemies onto his and the big know, opponent's bodies. And... <laughs> Bobby! <laughs> That's what you're on ESPN! <laughs> school, Bobby. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, another guy that has some hatred for his father <laughs> seems to take it out on people on the field. Um, you know, he'll probably though he's probably only going to show up at halftime um, and, and and win the Bourbon Bowl. So uh, anyway, that's that's obvious. That's the obvious pick. Uh, I think everyone would take Bobby first. Um, but Ryan, who are you going to no, take? No, I really think pick? you're you're gonna uh, you're gonna be shocked by this one. Um, I'm going to go with Joey Battle, a.k.a. Goldberg, a.k.a. Longest Yard, another Longest Yard roster pick. A.k.a. the largest jockstrap in the history of football. Yes. <laughs> he wears an X on his jersey, and he's not a rate to kill somebody on the field. So um, I'm just going with a lot of Longest Yard guys, I just realized right now. But we're going to have a tough bye week, big tough bye week when they're off, but I'm in. Yeah, it's a Super Bowl, so there's no buys. Oh, um, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, all right, all right, I like I like that pick. He's got a lot of a lot of attitude. Um, I'm gonna go with another guy with attitude, though. So if you've ever seen the movie The Program, I'm going with Steve Latimer. Um, so basically, Latimer is a psychopath who will do anything to become a starter. Like he basically violates every HGH, PED, steroid uh, rule in the book. Um, and when he makes a starting roster, he smashes his head through the window of a car because he's so excited. You can't teach that kind of passion. Uh, he also paints his face like a voodoo warrior uh, before the games. That's kind of scary. Um, 
And I would bet that when he's done with football, he's probably going to be slicing your boar's head uh, roast beef. At the I thought you were going to go Thad Castle, Blue Mountain State. That's where I thought you were going. But it's a, it's a good pick. You know, linebacker is a great. Both guys are absolutely insane psychopaths. So I could see that. But I was really wanted Gary Bertier just for the finger point. Just yeah, for the finger course. point. When he, Who doesn't when, want that? When, when he point when he, if he was if he was gonna point at you Ryan like oh, that when you're yeah. coaching you would have choked so hard. <laughs> okay, and I I want you guys to pick one guy that would be your return specialist or your just your specialist on special teams. Well, I got a so, good one, and I know it's your pick, so I'm gonna I'm gonna skip it over because I got a feeling you're gonna take Vince Papali. Oh, good pick, Papali. Vince Papali is a special you know, teams. Papali. All right. I'm going to go with somewhere that you wouldn't believe. It's a sleeper pick. I'm going with Ryan Gosling. Remember the Titans? Horrible cornerback. Horrible cornerback. But let's see what he could do in the return game. I'm willing to bet that dude can can break loose a couple couple of big ones. So, yes, I don't know his character's name. We're going Ryan Gosling. Yeah, that's that's a good pick. Um, Attractive. Pick. <laughs> it's two weeks in a row now we've complimented guys we gotta stop yeah and my uh my uh pick's probably gonna be you know i was gonna go forrest gump i think he's the best pick because you know he actually returned kicks for alabama but i'm gonna go with uh brucey from the longest yard and and the reason no the reason i'm going with brucey i mean gump's the obvious pick but brucey look that guy's gonna add some pep to your team you know he can kick and who knows if he didn't have that popcorn maybe he would have been a good quarterback um, so, you know, I'm going to go with Brucey. He, he's won over the crowd, uh, might not win you the game, but he's going to be a fun guy to have on the team. I, I would have picked Forrest Gump, but I've never seen the movie. So oh, I don't know if you want to kick me off now, but I've never, never seen, seen Forrest Gump. Gump. Yeah. We're going to just overlook that for now, Tom. <laughs> <Loser>. <laughs> we'll discuss this off the air, uh, <laughs> but, uh, next and finally, we're going to finish with our coach who's going to be your fictional coach the rock from gridiron gang i don't know his name in the movie i'm drawing a blank but if i can get the rock on my team i will get the rock on my team he's the rock he's the rock at all times so that's okay that is my coach very nice very nice ryan who we uh for me it came down to um uh the guy from the water boy Henry Winkler, Coach Klein, yes. Yeah, but I, I kind of – he's, like, weird. So I'm going to go with uh, uh, Coach Taylor, Coach Eric Taylor of the, of the Dillon Panthers. All right, going with a, a serious football man. He's going to be able to control the chaos with, with Booby and uh, and uh, Deacon Maul, all those guys. He, Paul Cruz is going to have him getting the go. So I'm ready. He's never coached grown men. That was the knock when he went from peewee to high school. Very nice. Well, uh, for the final pick in the draft and the end of our show, I'm going to go with Lambeau Fields from the comebacks. <laughs> and Lambeau, <laughs> Lambeau Fields, uh, you know, he, he's got to be the best because he gets his playbook literally from Madden. Uh, he has an Xbox on the sidelines at all time. Um, so that that's good. You're probably going to find him at the local party, too, after the game and at least until he's arrested in his underwear before the end of the night. So uh, Lambeau Fields for the personality, for the play calling, and just for the overall fun that he's going to bring. All right, so that's going to end our fantasy uh, Super Bowl fictional draft here.
All right. Thanks, Tom, for being on. Uh, we appreciate your insight on the Knicks, the NBA in general, and the New York Giants. Uh, it's, we'll probably have you back on to talk about those teams again. Appreciate you guys for having me. It was a lot of fun. Well, that's going to do it for our show. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoy this episode, please go and subscribe. Give us a review. We are now on all major platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and more. Uh, we hope you enjoy this show. More to come next week. Thanks for listening, and thanks for all your support. We'll see you next time.